History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its Decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started and it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews. Hello, America, and happy Thursday. What an extraordinary day of news there is. So much going on. What's interesting about today's news, a lot of election integrity news in Wisconsin and in Florida. We're going to break a big story. You probably have seen it by now of a Democrat whistleblower blowing the whistle on a long-running, she says, ballot harvesting illegal operation in central Florida in the Orlando area. A shocking piece of news at the border, 13-year-old, recruited American boy, recruited by the cartels, has been smuggling humans into the United States. 13 years old. When you hear about the consequences of an open abort, think about that. A 13-year-old, probably now going to be put in prison for a very long time, has been forced into human trafficking by the cartels. An American citizen, 13-year-old boy. That ought to concern us all a lot. All right, now let me give you a tease on what we got coming up, and then we'll get to some news. In a little bit, just a few minutes, we're going to have Donald Trump's former pollster, John McLaughlin, one of the great political thinkers, strategists, and pollsters in America. His polls are incredibly accurate. And what John is so good at doing is finding some of those Issues that are burbling below the surface that we didn't know or that traditional pollsters and political activists don't detect. He has that ability to look over the horizon and see something burbling now that's going to be a political movement or a political issue or a policy need of the American people. That is always a great gift. And we're going to talk to him about that. All the key hot races you want to know about, who's going to win what, he'll give us his predictions, I'm sure. But a really good person to talk to. If you're 10 days out from election, 11 days out for election, no better person to have on the show to give us the handicapping, the political forces below the tectonic plates of the political earthquake of an election, other than John McLaughlin. That's really excited. And then guess what? It is AMAC Thursday. Absolutely. Our partnership with AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, We've got a great segment again today. Andy Mangione, Senior Vice President for the AMAC Action, the, the action arm, the political action arm of AMAC. He's going to be joining us, and we're going to have a theme. You're going to see a lot of election integrity issues today. Here's why. 
AMAC has been for a whole year now recruiting its members to be poll workers. They've recruited 12,000 volunteers. Think about it. That's a small army. 12,000 volunteers to work the polls and to make sure that we have an election that is filled with integrity, easy to vote, hard to cheat. Uh, we're going to ask him, how did he do that? Andy, how'd that happen? What are the key things they're going to be watching for? Then there's also this additional project launch with the American Constitutional Rights Union and AMAC to protect senior voters, particularly those in nursing homes, so their ballots aren't stolen or harvested, like we heard in Wisconsin, what you're going to hear about in a second in Florida. Really important stuff all the way around. Great conversation. We're going to get into a lot of election integrity stuff with Andy Mangione on AMAC Thursdays. I always like that. And remember, if you want to sign up for AMAC, match my thing. I did a five-year membership. I want to be in this for five years. I want to get all the political intelligence. I want to get the discounts. It's uh, all those sort of things. It's easy to do because they've set up a special page just for Just the News fans. All you got to do is go to AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash just news. So amac.us, that's their main website, and put slash just news on it. You're going to get special discounts to go get your membership. I did the five-year plan. I think you should do. Go ahead and match me. Here's why. You're going to get all the benefits. It's going to pay for itself two or three times over just with the discounts, not to mention all the political intelligence and news and content you're going to get. But in addition to that, you're supporting one of our partners, one of our advertisers, one of our sponsors, which means you're supporting someone that makes our journalism possible on this show. That's why I say go to amac.us slash just news. Go sign up today. Tell them you support them because they support just the news. And John Solomon reports the podcast. All right. I told you we'd have a big scoop and we do have a big scoop and it's very important. There is a whistleblower who has emerged in Florida, a Democrat. In fact, just recently ran for Orange County Commissioner in Orlando, Florida, one of the more famous cities in all of Florida. It's where Disney World's located, right? Or in the area of Disney World. I guess it's actually Lake Buena Vista is really where Disney World is. But she, after losing her election by a mere few votes, by the way, she describes it as she went to bed the night of the election to declare that she had finished second and would advance to the runoff. And then she, two days later, her vote total mysteriously dropped in Orange County, and she lost. She fell into third place, got kicked off the ballot for the, the runoff. This isn't an extraordinary in interview, and we have spent a lot of time reporting on this, and we have her complaint, and we have confirmed that Governor Ron DeSantis's new election police department has found enough merit in Cynthia Harris's very detailed complaint that they have opened a full criminal investigation with the state police now. Criminal charges likely forthcoming. Cynthia Harris was on the show with Amanda and I last night, and she described what she's observed over the years, including in her home where she took a videotape of it. Listen to what she had to say about the ballot harvesting scheme that she's uncovered, that we've written about, that the Florida authorities are now investigating as a criminal matter. Well, uh, this has been going on for so long. You have to look at the supervisor of election himself. He's been there since 1996. That's 26 years that this has been a blind eye turn on our community. The people that we entrust in the fair elections and the democratic process it has been flawed for a long time because this only happens in our community. It happens all over the nation, but we are the, the ones that suffer from it because we're the most disenfranchised. We don't have the resources to fight back. 
And we don't know how to fight back by telling our story. Now, what's really interesting about what Cynthia told us is that she has a videotape of a ballot harvester coming to her home. She has the scripts that the ballot harvesters, the ballot brokers were using to request that someone's ballot there. And she has very troubling information about what they do with the ballot after they collect it. Remember, one of the reasons ballot harvesting is illegal in many states like Florida, like Georgia, like Wisconsin, is that you lose chain of custody. Someone takes the ballot, it disappears for a while, not the voter. What happens? She says she knows that in this central Florida operation, funded by nonprofits and run by people with democratic interests, that they steam open some people's sealed absentee ballots and grab the ballot out. Listen to what she says, how it goes on from start to finish. It's very interesting. In our community, when absentee ballots are mailed, you, the candidate, or any political party can find out when the absentee ballots are mailed and to whom. What happens is these ballot harvesters, they know which batch has gone out. They go to the door and they ask you for your absentee ballot. Well, in communities that don't look like me, no one does this. But in our community, it's kind of like an accepted practice that the man is coming by to pick up my absentee ballot or the lady is coming to pick up my absentee ballot. And, you know, it's just utterly ridiculous that people don't understand that once that ballot leaves your hand and it's not placed in the mailbox or it's not directly given to the supervisor of elections, you don't know where it goes. It's possible that they throw them away. We've seen evidence of that. Uh, you see them, they seal, they steam open the ballots and and then they m mismark them so that if it's not for their candidate, then that ballot is full. So when people think that the numbers are low, it's really not low. It's just that someone has intercepted before it gets to the proper authorities. You know, a lot of Democrats and mainstream media have made light of the issue of ballot harvesting after the movie 2000 Mules came out, after uh, True the Vote filed a complaint in Arizona, after the Racine County Sheriff in Wisconsin unmasked what happened at nursing homes where elderly residents who didn't even have the ability to consent to vote, someone filled out their ballot for them, took their ballot and filed it. And then when Arizona ended up arresting and convicting a whole bunch of people, including a former Democratic mayor in Yuma County, that's how far reaching these you listen to this next clip with Cynthia Harris. Listen to what happens when she one day is at home and a ballot harvester comes to her. She tricks the ballot harvester into giving up the script. And she's also videotaping this, by the way, some of her evidence in her complaint. And then when the ballot harvesters, the ballot brokers find out she's got the evidence, they send some people to her home. Listen to what happens. Listen to this whole anecdote. Very troubling what intimidation and activities she's describing and alleging went on in her own home with a ballot harvester. Listen to this. This lady, she she worked for the known ballot broker and she came to my house and she asked for the absentee ballot. I invited her in my house and I was talking to her and I asked her who she was working for and she had a script in her hand. So I said, well, you mind if I... Um, take a look at your script. I mean, she said, sure. Not knowing that who I was, she didn't realize who I was when she came to my house. And I said, you mind if I make a copy? So I made a copy and gave her back her, her script. And so that's how I was able to see 
the actual physical script that they are given when they're going to from door to door. A uh, few minutes later, I guess she fell something off. So she called the person that's in charge of all of the ballot harvesters. They came to my door. I took pictures as well with that, um, got cussed out, was told to give them their property. And I'm like, anything that comes in my house is my property. <laughs> so um, I took a piece of paper and I tore it to make them think that they got the original copy and they left and that and the video aired on the local news station here. And that was the end of the story. Well, to read the whole story, including our exclusive interview with Cynthia Harris that Amanda Head and I did on Just the News, No Noise, check it out tonight on the show. We're going to have a candidate in the very belt of Central Florida where this alleged ballot harvesting occurred. He's going to talk to us about why this is so concerning, what he's going to do to if spur and continue the investigation that Ron DeSantis's election police force has done. So check that out tonight with Amanda Head and I. Actually, that's going to be tomorrow night. Friday night, we'll have him on. Go check that out. That's very exciting. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, John McLaughlin, former pollster to Donald Trump, one of the great political minds in all of this country. We're going to talk about the forces at work in this election, get some predictions on key close races, and start talking about 2024. Is Donald Trump in? Does he not? Does Joe Biden go? Does he not? We'll find out right after these commercial messages. Folks, if you owe back taxes, fair warning, you're not going to like this. The IRS is mailing millions of pay-up letters. Millions, I say. Then it's up to the 20,000 new IRS enforcement agents to find you. Why the IRS targets you and not millionaires? Well, because millionaires have tax lawyers. You don't, you'll pay up. Plus interest and penalties. You need Tax Network USA, and you need them now. Tax Network USA has brilliant war room strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. Like a preferred direct line to the IRS, they know which agents to deal with and who to avoid. It's not all bad news for you because Tax Network USA learned of a special limited time IRS offer. They're willing to waive $1 billion in penalties if you qualify. So schedule your free confidential consultation to see if you qualify for this limited time IRS penalty canceling offer. To do so, call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000. Or visit tnusa.com slash justnews. That's tnusa.com slash justnews. Folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook uh, uh, vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? 
It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you your 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick House Nutrition and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. All right, folks, we're just 10 days away from one of the most consequential elections in recent history. Control of Congress up for grabs on November 8th. No more sage vice in politics on our next guest, John McLaughlin, one of the greatest political strategists and pollsters in America. Obviously, did a lot of polling for President Trump, but he has been a force in politics for a long time and one of its most accurate pollsters as well. John, great to have you back on the show. Well, it's great to be here. It's an honor. You do such great work, and often you are weeks and months ahead of people in spotting some of the trends that end up becoming the forces that shape elections. You have a knack for just finding what's going on below the tectonic plates of, of an election. We're about two weeks out now. I think we're beginning to see the forces that are lining up and what voters thinking on. But what do you think are the two or three most important issues that are making voters go to the polls and make their decisions for candidates? Well, what's, right now, 65. Our, our most recent national poll last week had 65% of all voters thought the country was on the wrong track. Wow. And of those that thought the country was on the wrong track, uh, 67% blamed Joe Biden. And three months ago, the Republicans were tied 45-45 in the generic vote. Then in September, it was 48-44. Republicans went ahead. Now it's 49-43. We have not seen numbers like this since 1994. And Joe Biden's upside down with a 45 approved, 52 disapproved. And what's really driving it, almost half the voters told us the top issue was an economic issue being led by inflation. So so they say six, uh, we have uh, uh, 60 uh, uh, 60% say the country's in a recession. Only 34% say no. 67% say that the economy's getting worse. Only 26 better. And a stunning number for America. When you think of the United States of America, the greatest country on the earth, uh, and think of when Donald Trump left the country with vaccines, a growing economy, rebounding when he left office. In less than two years, Joe Biden has it where 85 percent of the voters have been affected by inflation negatively. And 47 percent say it's so bad they're having trouble making ends meet. Where we've seen it in focus groups all year long where people are saying they can't afford to buy gas. They can't fill up the tank. Then they can't buy food. They have to decide between food and going to work. They, their, their supermarket bills are double what they were a year ago. And people can't make their utility bills. They can't make medical bills. It's, it's really, really bad. And it's driving the voters out on November 8th. And a lot of them are voting early right now. And it's, it's not the heavily Democrat uh, early vote that we saw in maybe 2020 or even back in 2018. So you've got uh, economics driving it. And also, there's a, there's a level of personal safety, everything from the border to certainly internationally, they feel insecure, but uh, crime is a factor. And we're like, we're working Lee Zeldin's campaign in New York. And a year ago, 
we had turned we had some upset elections in Nassau County, New York, where we elected a district attorney who'd never run for office before, but she beat the state senator who co-sponsored cashless bail. And cashless bail in New York means you can get arrested for all sorts of violent crimes, uh, even possession of a gun, and you get let go. There's no cash bail. It's, it's, it's something the progressives and the socialists put in in New York, and crime has skyrocketed. And now Lee Zeldin has made that the foundation of his race against Kathy Hochul. And in a two-to-one Democrat state, they're running even in the polls right now. So, uh, uh, so, so th- that's a big factor. And there's a national crime wave going on because they've, they've, they've restricted our police. Um, candidate that I'm working for for governor in Connecticut, Bob Stefanowski, uh, he was recently endorsed by, by uh, many police organizations in Connecticut because Ned Lamont signed a law which changed the standards of engagement for police, made them liable, and in order for them to defend themselves, they first have to be shot at by the criminal before they can respond. So, so it's it's that's going on all over America, Philadelphia, you know, and cities all over America. You got Illinois, right, with the Safety Act coming in in January. Everyone's panicked now. They realize, oh my God, what did we do with this law? I mean, the Biden administration has failed in so many ways, and uh, I mean, the, the the war in Ukraine it would have never happened if Donald Trump was president. I mean, I've had European leaders tell me this when. I only poll in democracies over there. I'm sure, you know, Putin shot his pollster, but, right. <laughs> uh, but, but they, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's like we're a lot less secure. And the only way we fix it is going out to vote November 8th. So we're seeing a surge that's really good right now. You know, you're in your final 12 days and uh, people have to go and vote, especially if they want to affect any kind of change and put the brakes on the demise of America. Unbelievable. It is absolutely an amazing moment. This, uh, a lot of times, uh, people divide elections simplistically into either an affirmation election. We really like the job Ronald Reagan did. It is morning in America, 1984. They reelect, uh, Ronald Reagan. This year feels like a repudiation of not only Joe Biden, but also Joe Biden and the entire Democratic agenda. Is, is that a right way to read what we're seeing right now? A repudiation election? Yes. And one of the, one of the, uh, uh, one of the uh, tasks we had this time was we were helping Newt Gingrich with this strategy, and uh, we we formulated where big government socialism is is definitely <laughs> the enemy here. It is. It's on trial in this election, isn't it? Yes, and and basically we've we've seen our polls like four to one margins where six out of ten voters or more say that they 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 prefer you know free market capitalism over big government socialism, and and you're seeing before. Biden took office and gave into the big spending and the inflation and the taxes. Before he did that, um, you know, people people were thought maybe socialism was some sort of benign fairness kind of issue. Now it's it's a hidden tax that's killing everybody for the the government spending and the control in their lives. So uh, so I think we're going to see a solid repudiation of that on November eighth. Yeah, it does seem to be that the way it's shaping up. There's been an interesting, and you've been, you and I've been involved in some discussions behind the scenes. But I've talked to a lot of people in the last week. Said election one, uh, excuse me, economy one, crime two, and maybe transgenderism as a larger or an allegory for the larger liberal indoctrination of children. That seems to be a third force, maybe a little bit below the radar. Do you see that in your polling that people are really concerned about what's being pushed on their children and saying, hey, enough of this. You're not putting a drag queen show in my school. You're not telling my kids they can change gender without my permission. Is that building and burbling kind of below, kind of building on what Glenn Youngkin started in Virginia? 
I think it's gone beyond that. It's it's like uh, certainly parents during during the pandemic uh, got more involved in what was going on with their with their children's education. Where okay, so they're forcing them to stay home and they have to learn remotely, and the parents are now seeing what the teachers are teaching them, and they're not learning math and science and English and language arts, the things that they need to succeed. And now that you know, scores across the country are finding they've fallen behind. Instead, they're being indoctrinated. And that's what that's what we saw in Virginia last year with Glenn Youngkin, where either the bureaucrats decide or the teachers union decides versus the parents. And what's really bad is, uh, you know, right now, whether it's like we've done a recent survey for a summit where uh, six out of 10 Americans think underage minors are being influenced to question their gender by social media and other cultural influences, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, they, they, they think that's bad. And then uh, 65% of all voters said the transgender movement's gone too far by encouraging minors to uh, use drugs and surgery to transition to the opposite sex. Only 21% said no. Uh, and, and it's, you know, it's it's like with Hispanic voters, it's 58 percent African-Americans, 55. So you've got groups that aren't part of like a traditional conservative Republican coalition being shocked by this and saying they're teaching, you know, against our values, our children. And they're basically, you know, revolting against it. And they don't know. And, and like it was a shock to me to find out Congress had voted, the House had voted, uh, sponsored a bill where where basically these transgender uh, uh you know regulations were such that the parents don't control what's being what their kids are being exposed to and the parents will uh you know without their knowledge the the uh, uh teachers or educators uh can you know can counsel them towards uh towards something that you know would change their lives you know dramatically um and you know, so it's, 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 I think as people find out and are shocked by it, uh, they're getting more involved and they're getting, and we've seen it this year where they not only get involved in elections for state legislators, et cetera, school boards, they're getting involved in school boards now to find out what's going on. So uh, I think it's, it's, you know, it's part of a system where you have the teachers union is aligned with the left and it's a radical left. And their leadership is out of touch with their own membership and out of touch with the PTAs across America. And people are just saying that this is go too far. It's, it's, it's creepy. It's not, it's, it's, you know, if, if some of these, some of these things that they're showing kids, if it was an adult, not in the school that exposed your child to this, you'd have them arrested as a sex offender. So uh, it's, you know, I, th- I think it's a shock to a lot of people right now, and it's and it's going to change, and it's got to stop. Yeah, and it seems to have a it creates an undertow in this election of just one more reason why you feel like this country is headed in the wrong direction. It's going to be interesting to see if it shows up in the exit polls. I want to take you through some of the big marquee races because you, you're excellent at analyzing how things are going to fall. Let's start with Arizona, Kerry Lake, Katie Hobbs, Blake Masters, and Senator Kelly. How do you think those shake out? Does Arizona come home Republican this time? Well, I, I I think Carrie Lake wins for governor because Katie Hobbs has done poorly and uh, she's done poorly with Hispanic voters. And she's and by the way, it's really important to beat her because she was secretary of state that in the 2020 election, there was all sorts of irregularities. And she's 
clearly one of those Soros-backed candidates. Um, Blake Masters has closed the race significantly because even Mark Kelly's to a point where saying the border is out of control and they need to do something about it. He's changed his tune. Yeah. And so that's a very close race. And, and, uh, and, but I think, I think, I think, you know, we will get one out of two, if not both. Yeah. Uh, it would be interesting to watch. Pennsylvania, it seems like Fetterman may have had the one of the worst debates I've, I've seen, debate performances I've seen in the 30, 35 years I've been doing this. Can he come back from that? Uh, prior, by the way, prior to that debate, we had just we'd done a survey that Dr. Oz had pulled a point ahead of Fetterman. Um, and, and he was mainly doing it on ads, attacking Fetterman on crime and releasing criminals, et cetera, and some of his socialist positions. But he was a point ahead before the debate. We did that for, poll for Dick Morris, John Jordan, and they released it uh, publicly but the, uh, on Newsmax. But, uh, but since the debate, I, um, I mean, that debate is, was a national embarrassment because clearly, you know, people are seeing what's wrong with Joe Biden and they're saying these Democrats are crazy that they, they you know, this man is not. You know, six out of 10 voters in our polls think Biden should go for a cognitive test and make it public. Um, but Fetterman's not well, and we wish him to get well, but he's not capable of doing the job as senator. That's clear. Somebody would somebody would end up voting for him. And, and uh, I think Pennsylvania voters are going to reject that. So I think Dr. Oz, it's his race to win right now. Yeah, it seems that way. And there was another part beyond the physical inability to answer, which was very painfully evident. He's not been able to answer, even in writing or anyways, the two big flip-flops, right? He used to be for second-degree murderers being released. Now he's not. And the answer he gave on fracking, which is such an important part of the economy in Pennsylvania, he can't even answer his own flip-flops. And I think that that creates a lot of doubt in the final weeks of this election, that, or last days of this election, that he simply hasn't been able to explain why he made these radical changes in his philosophy in the general election. So people get suspicious when people have sudden metamorphoses like that, right? Yes. And I'm, but the one thing I'd watch out for in Pennsylvania right now, hundreds of thousands of voters have already voted. They delayed that debate as long as possible. And the the, the sad point about, the, of that, about that is that uh, while while uh, Governor Wolf is still in charge, they had passed during COVID that Act 77, where they changed the rules on mail-in ballots and the ability to cure mail-in ballots and when those ballots can be uh, coming in after Election Day. So so if that's a close race, um, you know, we could see a replay of 2020, which would be really discouraging. So, uh, uh, so hopefully... Pennsylvanians realize what they have to do and they've got to get out and vote, uh, especially, you know, Republicans and independents and certainly common sense Democrats. They've got to go out and they've got to vote for somebody who's going to vote in the Senate for their interests. But right now it looks pretty good for Dr. Oz. Now, Michigan, I would have said Gretchen Whitmer, pretty safe. Don't worry about her, even in a red tidal wave year, probably not. But Tudor Dixon seems to have gotten a slingshot out of the two debates. Is that a toss up now, you think? I think so, because the other part about that race is is in the midterms, uh, Michigan gets more Republican in the presidential years. It's more Democratic. So so I think I think, you know, she Trudy Dixon has the momentum from the debates. Uh, Whitmer was not that popular during covid with the shutdowns and the kind of draconian messages, plus also the hypocrisy. Remember, remember, she was she the rules. She was out and about while we couldn't be. Right, right. right. So. Uh, so I think I think uh, you know uh, a lot of people are saying uh, you know we, we we don't want to replay this. Plus, 
Also in Michigan, in Dearborn, Michigan, you mentioned the transgender issues and some of these other uh, other family issues. Um, the Muslim community in Michigan and other places like Minnesota is in revolt against this. And the Democrats had counted on them in the past. And, you know, to the point of like in nearby Minnesota, you're seeing uh, Congresswoman Omar being booed <laughs> at Somali rallies. And AOC in New York a couple times now, too. Yeah. Right. Right. So you so in in Michigan, where there's a lot of Muslim voters who have solid family values, who uh, don't want this kind of their education and their children exposed to it, are uh, uh, they are strongly rethinking whether they're going to vote Democrat or not. Wow. What an amazing moment. Talk about taking a bridge too, too far. Uh, the Democrats, that may be their assessment afterwards. Is there a race that you're looking at saying, listen, keep an eye on this one, because this could be a bellwether of what type of night November 8th would be. Is there any particular races that we haven't talked about that you've got to circle around saying could be a surprise night? Well, um, I already mentioned Lee Zeldin. I mean, people were telling us, discounting us all year that she was going to win at the lock at New York. You can't win. That one will be decided late because the polls don't close till nine o'clock. And, 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 and then it takes a while to count in New York. Uh, but, uh, but that would certainly be a sign of, of, uh, you know, that, that there was, a, you know, basically a real, uh, rejection of the Democrat policies, whether it's cashless bail or taxes or, you know, I mean, I mean, Kathy Hochul with her corruption seems to care more about the Buffalo Bills staying in New York rather than the Buffalo Bills fans. Um, and the classic line from the debate was, um, I don't see why that's so important to you when Lee Zeldin was talking about crime, uh, con especially considering that there was a shootout on his front lawn by gang members while his children were home and he was out uh, campaigning in the Bronx on Columbus Day weekend. So uh, so that that's that's one bellwether. But certainly, uh, um, you know, cer certainly, I, I think, you know, as far as early Senate races will probably be whether Herschel Walker wins outright or whether he, he's headed for a runoff. And that one, Georgia will probably come in early and be decided. I think Florida, you know, DeSantis and Rubio will win early because uh, those states count faster. And, and you'll see North Carolina, uh, you know, they, they, they not only count faster, but they also count honestly. And Georgia fixed their their election law. We work for the House majority and Speaker Ralston, what they have now is they have, whether you vote absentee or whether you vote Dropbox or whether you vote uh, on election day, you got to show voter ID or you got to prove voter ID on your, on your ballot. And uh, um, you also have, there's more days for early voting. There's no excuse ab absentees, but they got rid of the unsecured drop boxes that Zuckerberg had paid for. So now all the drop boxes are in government offices and they're having record turnout. No one's saying their civil rights are being denied. We moved a Major League Baseball All-Star game for Georgia, and it turns out the law was actually encouraged more people to vote, not less. Yes. And, and I think what you'll see is on the states on the East Coast, when you start seeing North Carolina, a, a Senate race call, uh, uh, Georgia, a Senate race call, uh, some of these House races like in Virginia, uh, Virginia 7 or Virginia 2, if they go Republican, those states turn in their ballots faster and count faster than, than other states. And I think that those will be indicators of uh, whether there'll be a red wave or not. And uh, with 12 days to go, the Republicans, you can't take anything for granted because, um, you know, remember in, in 2012, everybody thought Mitt Romney was a lock. In a lot of places, they stopped polling on Thursday or, or, or Wednesday before the election. And then Hurricane Sandy hit, and you had, a, I had Obama go hug Chris Christie, promise aid, 
Well, Mitt Romney was flying over New York and New Jersey in the states that got hit hard, like Pennsylvania. And uh, on Sunday, Obama was ahead in the in the national polls, and and he stayed ahead on Monday and Tuesday. He won. So 12 days is an eternity, particularly with the internet, and particularly with the you know instantaneous the way you can get press. So, you know, I think you're going to see the Democrats uh, with Joe Biden get pretty desperate. And you know, Merrick Garland, you report extremely well on issues that the mainstream media doesn't carry a lot of times the left-wing media doesn't carry but the idea that justice department has been holding some sort of game plan about the elections and they haven't made it public right and we're waiting we're waiting every day and saying what are they going to do to us and uh you know we just want elections that are fair honest and uh legal so uh you know, that's that's, you know, right now it looks like if they're fair, honest and legal, the Republicans will have a good day. The degree of it, we'll see how how the last 12 days play out. That's a big key thing. And let me just lean into this. We know what a drag Biden's lack of popularity, his low approval rating is now. But the day after, on November 9th, while Republicans are gearing up to get ready to run the Congress, if they if they so win, the 2024 race starts in earnest. Could you handicap what you see on both sides? Does Joe Biden have a legitimate chance of winning the nomination again? Does he bail out? Is someone like Gavin Newsom a wild card? Do we have a Kennedy Carter type situation on the left? And then Donald Trump versus everybody else, because he's the big, you know, he's the big girl in the room, isn't he? Yes. Uh, well, first of all, Joe Biden, only in, in our national polls that we published, uh, uh, you know, the one that we just put up last week on McLaughlinOnline.com, for the, among Democrat primary voters, which includes independents, people who vote in the Democrat primaries, Joe Biden's only at 27% of, of the vote. Uh, Michelle Obama's at 12. You've got Kamala Harris at nine. Uh, Bernie Sanders at eight. There's no front runner. It's a free for all. And Joe Biden's numbers are probably the worst since Lyndon Johnson during Vietnam. He had to retire because he couldn't run for reelection. So it's not even election day and he's done. He'll be gone. And uh, and I'll miss him because he was very good for Republican pollsters for our economy. Uh, but but the uh, but he's you know the Democrats got a problem and, and on the other hand Kamala Harris you know she doesn't inspire anybody and she looks like impeachment insurance uh, where as long as she's there they probably don't want to get rid of Joe Biden but uh, he he'll probably announce that he's not going to run and in contrast you've got Donald Trump where two thirds of the Republican primary voters nationally say that they want him to run again in 24. If he runs again, 81% say they'll support him. Only 15% say they'll oppose. And in a and in a uh, uh, crowded field of a dozen candidates, he's got he leads by 30 points over Ron DeSantis, who's the next closest, with 53-23, and Mike Pence gets seven. So uh, uh, so President Trump is you know definitely the uh, he, he's definitely the Republican frontrunner. It's his nomination, and um, I think correctly what he's doing right now is he's he's out there rallying trying to get voters out for the republicans he's focused on getting the 2022 election the right way right he's not worried about himself yet no and that's and by the way that's been a winning formula for him because there's no reason to and you know i I, full disclosure i worked for him in 16 i worked for him in 2020 and you know in january of of 21 we met after he had you know retired to mar-a-lago and uh you know, I told him it wasn't it wasn't, you know, the greatest of times. But I said to him, you know, this is a lot like 1976. 
because I remember voting. I volunteered for Reagan in 76, and later on I went to work for Finkelstein, who was Mike Deaver's pollster for Reagan. And I said, this is a lot like 76, where Reagan lost to Ford for the nomination. But then after Jimmy Carter ruined the country in four years, there was a lot of buyer's remorse, and all of a sudden Reagan won in a landslide. But it took four years. And I said, you need to be patient. And when Biden fails, there will be buyer's remorse. Who knew he was going to fail so horrifically for the United States in just, you know, about a year? And all of a sudden, I mean, in, in the polls that I just mentioned, President Trump, in this poll, which has 51 percent saying they had voted for Biden in, in uh, uh, 2020, Trump wins 50 to 44 over Biden. Beats Kamala Harris 51-42. So when you're ahead in the polls against the incumbent president and you're ahead in the polls against his vice president and you're leading by far in the Republican primary field, it's pretty hard not to run. So he, he has done this very well. And people looked and, you know, now, the majority of voters right now, if, if it's a likely voter survey, they will tell us that they, they approve of the job he did and he looks really good. And a lot of them, some of them may say, I'm not going to follow his tweets. I'm not going to watch his rallies. I'm not even going to pay attention to his press statements, but I'm going to vote for the guy because gas was $2 a gallon. There was low inflation. The economy was growing. I wasn't worried about my job or my house. And America was secure. I didn't have to leave things out of the grocery cart because I could afford him back then. You know, just crazy. Is there a path for any other Republican to challenge him or does he have such a commanding lead right now that, you know, if you're a Ron DeSantis, if you can't kill the king, maybe you just stay out for a, a, a term, right? The smart play is to stay out. But there's, there's only one person that could be Donald Trump, and that's Donald Trump. But if Donald Trump keeps playing it smartly and correctly, as he's done over the past two years, um, like Ronald Reagan, he will come back and he will be elected. But that's, you know, two years is an eternity between now and November of 24. So and there's a lot of it's a gauntlet because there's a lot of little uh, there's a lot of little uh, uh, tests on the way. And every and everybody will be gunning for him. I mean, all these phony persecutions and political attacks. It's a, the vast majority of Americans know he's ahead in the polls. And this is the Democrats trying to stop him from, you know, running and winning again. That's starting to come through in the polling. You can see that now that people realize, wait, we got to get politics out of law enforcement. And that that's an internal way of saying, hey, I know what's going on in Washington right now, and I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the, uh, you know, in his in his first term, one of the things he did was he, he tr he's a businessman. And when he gives his word, he keeps his word. It's hard to get, but it's like when he, when he makes a promise, he's going to keep it. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, he thought that's the way things went in Washington, that you could deal with people. And uh, the swamp doesn't work that way. It doesn't. It'll turn on you in a second. This time, it's it's like the, he would be a great president because he would certainly, uh, uh, he did well the first term. He'd do even better this term. And there's a lot of cleaning up that's got to get done. Yeah. And he probably has, he's a lot wiser on the ways of Washington now. There's no doubt about it. So, John, it's always an honor to have you on. You always, I close my eyes. I see all the audience nodding over and over again as you're talking because you hit that common sense part for so many Americans with the way you, you break down politics. Such an honor to have you on the show today. Well, it's an honor for me. And I'm going to keep reading your reports because it's, it's we know what the facts are. When you, when you, when you report an issue, when you report something, I, I know that I'm getting the truth and what the facts are, even when I don't like <laughs> the story. So, so uh, 
But we've got 12 days to go turn out our vote and go win this thing. And it's going to be a very intense 12 days. It's the greatest gift our founding fathers gave us, the ability to make change with the ballot box. And I think we're going to see what happens in a few days. But great analysis. Say thank you so much for your time. Thank you, John. All right, folks, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, AMAC Thursday, Andy Mangione is here to talk about how AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, has assembled an army of 12,000 volunteer Americans, 12,000 to go be poll watchers in this election, to up the game on election integrity, make sure it's easy to vote, hard to cheat. going to be a great conversation right after this commercial message. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Folks, Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. It's AMAC Thursdays, one of my favorite moments in the week where we get a chance to talk to our great friends and partners at AMAC. And joining me right now is Andy Mangione, Senior Vice President for AMAC Action. And we're going to be talking a little bit about election integrity. Andy, great to have you back on the show. My pleasure, John. Thank you for having me. We're 13, that's actually about 10, 11 days out now from the midterm elections and everybody's minds around election integrity. We've had some big stories in the last couple of days here at Just the News, highlighting some issues that have come up. But AMAC has been on offense in preparation for this big midterm, recruiting poll workers all years to make sure that they're prepared to go out and watch and make sure election integrity holds up during this election. Tell us what you've been able to accomplish at AMAC Action. Well, John, first of all, we couldn't do any of this if it weren't 
were it not for the engagement of our members. At the end of the 2020 election, they came to us. They were frustrated. They wanted to know what they could do, what they could do to protect their precious right to vote. They acknowledged that uh, there were some discrepancies and that uh, and, and, and something needed to be done, but they didn't know what to do. We were fortunate, excuse me, we were fortunate to um, be working with some uh, other conservative coalition groups uh, that were recruiting poll workers. We looked at our base, we looked at our membership base, and we thought that we could present them with an opportunity to work locally in their uh, local jurisdictions, their local precincts, to act as election workers and poll watchers. So we began a year-long effort leading up to the midterms in January of this year. And John, we actually started on January 25th, which was, believe it or not, National Poll Worker Recruitment Day. I didn't know if you knew that. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, we were working with the Election Assistance Commission on that effort. That's when we launched, formally launched our efforts to get our members involved in not only the midterm election, but the primary elections leading up to the midterms. So uh, we did a lot of contact, a lot of outreach to our members, and to bring it, you know, to fruition, or you know, because we're, you know, days out from uh, from November eighth. Um, our members, about twelve thousand, over twelve thousand of our members have stepped up in states across the country. That's a huge army. Yes, it is, and, and you know what, John, I think we can do better, and and I think you know we we uh, we didn't set the bar low by any means. We're thrilled with the engagement of our members. But uh, we're building, we want to build on this experience, John, to, uh, as we roll into 2024. So 12,000 of our members have stepped up to work polls across the country in their various states. But here's something that's interesting. In key states like Arizona, California, states like Pennsylvania, states like Michigan, states like Maine, states like North Carolina, we're seeing uh, between 90 to 100% coverage uh, in, those, in precincts throughout those states. And we'd like to think that our members, AMAC members, had a lot to do with that by stepping up to do their patriotic duty to make sure that these are supervised elections and, and, and to go out there and to protect their precious right to vote. That's really amazing. When you think about that, 90% and up, that is an incredible accomplishment. And it's just one of many things that are going to give every voter when they show up on election day or if their ballot's being counted early in mail-in, a higher degree of confidence that, hey, this is going to go just as planned. What an incredible thing. Now, one of the things AMAC has done is it's partnered with the American Constitutional Rights Union to protect senior voters from some of the little fraud scams that are out there. Tell us about that part of the Integrity Partnership as well. Well, you know, it's we're, we're happy to be uh, partners with the ACRU, the American Constitutional Rights Union. They have had people inside of nursing homes, inside of assisted living facilities, and other senior residential facilities. And uh, what, what they're learning is that there's been some shenanigans going on there. They've seen operatives of the left uh, trafficking votes in those areas, confusing people who may have diminished mental capacity with regard to voting, carting them off to the polls when they may or may not want to have vote, or uh, when their family members would have done that for them. And the end result, and, and their investigations have uncovered, uh, for example, in Wisconsin. Right, Racine, Wisconsin. Systemic voter fraud throughout the state in nursing homes. So they've developed, the ACRU has developed a, uh, a voter bill of rights for, for nursing home residents. They take to facilities throughout the country to remind them of the voting rights of their residents. They've developed a guide for family members of loved ones in nursing homes to uh, combat 
this type of voter fraud. It's, it's elderly abuse, if you look at it seriously. And they also have established a hotline. Our partnership with the ACRU will expose our members to these assets as we roll into the midterms to keep a keen eye out for what's going on in assisted living facilities and other senior facilities and to do something about it. Uh, to have what they need to combat this fraud and to pick up the phone and to call the fraud hotline that the ACRU has established. And we're thrilled with the assets that ACRU has brought to the table that we're able to uh, expose to our members. Such an amazing thing. And this is very relevant, Andy, because last night we broke a story that the Florida election authorities are have opened a full-scale criminal investigation into ballot harvesting in Central Florida, in the Orlando area, which is an important part of the state for Democratic voters. A Democratic candidate, longtime Democratic activist has come out and said, I've been witness to a massive ballot harvesting scheme been going on for years. Names, names, provides roadmaps, actually has video footage of some of the harvesting. One of the places she says that the uh, ballot harvesters were targeting were nursing homes. Ballot brokers go in and even fill out the ballots for people, which we know to be illegal in Florida and also really raises concerns about consent. So this is an active issue. Wisconsin, uh, Arizona, and Florida now have all had evidence of this going on in nursing homes. So awesome that AMAC is on the front side of this with ACRU. Such a great partnership. What are some of the changes your members are facing when you go up to polls? Actually, the laws change every year, right? So they have to be ready. And I know you did seminars and summits all years to get people up to speed in each state. That education process is very important, right? Absolutely, it is. But as far as, you know, our, our members, we haven't heard much from our members with regard to complaining about uh, the process to vote. All right. What, what we have been focused on, John, uh, we have recruited our members to attend statewide election integrity summits in key swing states to be on the lookout for the shenanigans that you just described, not only in nursing homes, but to attach themselves to their local election boards, to go in and ask questions, to bring a, a friend in with them, to make sure that they're following the laws under the guise of seeking information. Uh, what they want to do is hold local election officials accountable for the for running the local election and they they verse themselves well in state statutes they're not attorneys but they're citizens and they have every right to go into these into these uh, bureaus and ask questions uh, not only there but there's there's a huge obviously a huge drive to recruit them to actually work the precincts and and one thing I did want to mention about working the polls John it's a long day I signed up I'm going to be an election judge in Kentucky Okay, and I have to get at the polls at 515 and be there till 6 p.m. It's a long day. And, and, it's, and, and, and I kept thinking to myself, there's got to be a better way to do this. But that's how it's currently set up. So we want to set the expectation to our members saying, hey, you know, if, you don't, if you don't go in there, somebody from the left will. And they're lining up to do so. The left is fixed on unsupervised elections. That's, that's their goal. That's what they've always wanted. And we can't have that. Uh, that's why there's such been there's been such a big push for you know vote by mail and exploiting absentee ballots. We want as many eyes on this election as possible. And thankfully, our members have stepped up to do just that. Yeah, and it's also really fun to see this level of civic engagement. I think for a long time, I've talked to a lot of experts who say, hey, we've been suffering a civics gap in America, both civics literacy, understanding just how the process works, and also civics engagement. When you see an army of 12,000 people saying, 
I'm getting involved. It creates an example for younger generations to say, I got to follow in mom and dad's, grandma and grandpa's footsteps and do the same. And I, I bet you this has a long-term trickle-down effect on just good citizenship around around the country. It's got to be one of the more exciting things AMAC has done this year. It's exciting and it's extremely satisfying. We know it's a long day, but our members are telling us how grateful they are to be part of the process. And yes, there is an air of patriotism when they're doing their civic duty and they enjoy doing it. Yeah, what an amazing opportunity. There's a lot going on. There'll be a lot more going on right after the election. There's a lame duck session of Congress. What are some of the things that AMAC Action is keeping an eye on? What are some of the issues into the end of the year and early next year that AMAC Action is keeping abreast of and fighting for? It's funny that you mentioned that because I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you from Washington, D.C. We are just on Capitol Hill and we're setting up for the next Congress uh, with healthcare issues, specifically looking at pharmacy benefit manager business practices. We're also talking about reforming aspects of Social Security. And there's an appetite. There could be an appetite for that if the election goes the way that everyone is hoping that it does. So we're kind of laying some groundwork for the 118th Congress right now, meeting with uh, with members of Congress, meeting with their staff, with key staffers, people that handle these key issues to set up a game plan for next year that would involve in, you know, when I mentioned the PBM business practices, that is directly related to lowering the cost of drugs. Uh, we've been working on that issue for four years, and we see some headway on that right now. And, you know, fingers crossed, and, and should the election go the way that uh, we think it will, we think that we can make even more headway in the 118th Congress. Wow, that's a big deal. And that's that one of those issues that always gets kicked down the, the road. And it could be an exciting moment if, if there were some bipartisan engagement to um, some solutions in place, because there are generations ahead of us that may not have Social Security and Medicare unless some smart policy decisions are finally made. So very important moment in our history. I know you're also doing a little bit on the Second Amendment. I heard from some members on Capitol Hill that you guys are supporting a bill to protect the Second Amendment rights. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, this was a bill that was introduced, uh, I believe, by, by Senator Marshall. Uh, and what it does, in, in, in long story short, uh, the ATF has been working feverishly to compile a registry of gun owners. And uh, this bill prevents that. It, it protects people's Second Amendment rights. It, it stops a gun registry. Uh, and, and, and it just it, it, it keeps uh, lawful Americans. Uh, it protects their Second Amendment rights so they can go ahead and exercise it and buy the rifle, buy the long gun, without having to sign up to any federal uh, a, a federal list of of, uh, of gun owners, uh, which is something that the left has been trying to do for years now. This bill, this bill helps to prevent that. Yeah, what an amazing opportunity to get that codified and take the doubts off the table. But uh, I think in the last couple of years, between credit card companies creating the tracking codes and and the ATF, I think there's a lot of concern among Second Amendment citizens that this is going to be the growth of a you know a tracking system, which uh, was never intended by our founding fathers. So pretty important stuff. One other thing I noticed that you guys are working on, uh, you always are there for those who serve in the military, also there for those who are victims of crime. You're lobbying on a couple of very important pieces of legislation. And I know lawmakers are hearing from you guys this week. One is a bill to provide funding for angel families, and the other is a bill to expand health care for the extraordinary men and women that serve in our national guard and as reservists two very patriotic but very important issues that need to be corrected in america right absolutely you know john um with the angel families uh we wanted to make sure to take you know some of the hurt if it's possible out of the loss of a loved one who died at the hands of uh somebody who was in this country illegally we wanted to make sure that the funding was in place 
for, for, uh, for these angel families who had lost loved ones at the hands of these people. Uh, and that bill supports funding uh, specifically for angel families. And we thought it was a no-brainer for us to support. Now, with regard to the, the uh, active duty guardsmen and reservists, a lot of people don't realize this, but when a, a National Guardsman is activated, uh, a lot of these uh, patriots and these warriors go into active duty without health care. And uh, this is something that uh, is confounding. Uh, it was brought to us by a, a, a veterans group um, uh, for guardsmen, and it was, it was a, a, an issue that we took a hard look at, and we thought the least that we could do for people who make the sacrifice to protect us when they do, when these reservists and these guardsmen go active, is to make sure they have health care, like any other member uh, of the, uh, like any other branch of the military member. So this was again was something that it, it didn't, you know, it didn't take a whole lot of research for us to come up with the, uh, you know, with the support for this bill. We just want to make sure that we can offer the people that sacrifice on behalf of our country the best health care that this country can afford. Wow. Well, it's an amazing thing. And these are such common sense solutions. And when you go around the country, I had a chance to travel recently and you meet with voters, the word they keep using, common sense. We want common sense. That's the term they use on a daily basis. And AMAC is right at the intersection of public policy and common sense with all the things that you're doing. And you've done some special for the Just the News, John Solomon Reports family. You've set up a special website where people can go and join the AMAC army. Guys, I've done this. I signed up for a five-year membership because it's the best bargain you can get, you're going to get discounts. You're going to get all the political intelligence that Andy and I have been talking about and in the news feed that AMAC produces. Go today to amac.us, amac.us slash just news. Go sign up. Go match me on a five-year membership. It is going to be the best investment you can make. You're going to get that sense of patriotism and citizenship. You're going to get incredible political news and intelligence. You're going to get a chance to go do things like become a poll watcher and become part of that 12,000 member army. It is a great, great deal. Go check it today. Check it out today and get involved. amac.us slash just news. Andy, what a great conversation. I know how busy you are because this is a big week up on Capitol Hill, but thank you for getting us up to speed on so many important things, starting with election integrity. You're welcome, John. It's my pleasure. Yeah, a lot of fun. Good discussion. Can't wait for our next one. <laughs> All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form, then he or she refiles as the new owner, and bam, your home is not in your name, and all of a sudden, debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice 
choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. All right, folks, that wraps up another edition of John Solomon Reports, a podcast from Justin Knows. If you want to go read that extraordinary interview and see the video clips of Cynthia Harris, the Democratic whistleblower, go to justthenews.com. Headline is right there at the top of the page. Very important story. A lot of people talking around the country. All right. Before we go, a lot of times, yeah, I want to say people message me after the show and say, could you remind us one more time when you get one of those special offers, remind us one more time as we're exiting the show. So it's fresh in our mind what the offer is. So let me do that right now. AMAC has set up a very special page for Just the News, John Solomon reports, Just the News, No Noise fans. And you get a discount off your membership. I bought a five-year membership. I'm challenging you. Do the same. Or if you can't afford five, do three, do one. Get in the game and see what AMAC can bring to you in terms of content, knowledge, discounts, services like Medicare insurance. They've got it all. And all you got to do to get the game started, to get in the game, is go to amac.us, amac.us slash just news. Give that to you one more time amac.us slash just news. You're going to get special discounts on a membership only because you're a member of the Just the News family. You're going to get all the benefits. You've heard the incredible political intelligence and volunteerism and patriotism going on inside this organization. The idea that they could assemble a 12,000 person voter poll watching army. It's just one of the many things going on in that incredible organization. Go check it out today. All right, folks, that wraps up today's edition of John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. We'll be back tomorrow with a very special edition. We have a special we're doing on the TV tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Real America's Voice, Channel 219 on Dish Network, Channel 240 on Pluto on all the apps, Roku, Real America's Voice, and, of course, the Just the News app in the iOS and Android stores. Download that. Hit the watch button. You can see my show TV special dedicated to looking at how the Republican House commitment with America, very specific, 150 policy agenda, has been transforming the race the last few weeks. A positive message, prescriptions for fixing America, not just we're against the Biden Democratic agenda, we're against the Biden Democratic agenda, and here's how we would fix it. That's the dynamic that the commitment with America gave. We have a whole special in concert with our partner, 
uh, Heritage Action for America. And tomorrow we're going to adapt those interviews. Ron Johnson, among the, the great folks that we've been able to interview on this. Jessica Andrews, a good friend at Heritage Action for America. So many super candidates. Austin Scott, the congressman from Georgia, one of the really more articulate policy thinkers, thought leaders in Congress. Some new candidates that you've never heard of before down in Florida and elsewhere. We got them all on the show. We're going to adapt it tomorrow, turn it into a special podcast just for you. And uh, I think you'll enjoy it. A very meaty discussion, policy prescriptions for America in the aftermath of this election. If Republicans do win one or both chambers of the Congress, like polls are suggesting now, like John McLaughlin said a little bit ago, might happen what are they actually going to do with the power? Are they going to make a difference or is it going to be status quo all over again? The answer to that, tomorrow's show here on John Solomon Reports. All right, folks, until then, God bless you. Go check justthenews.com whenever you need a news fix. We got you covered 24-7. And until tomorrow, may God bless you and may God bless this extraordinary country of the United States, as he always has. You know what you've been listening to? John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now.